John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. May the joy of Christmas be upon you. May the Lord of Christmas fill your heart to overflowing. May the power of Christmas bring you love, peace and happiness, health, healing and wealth. In Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name, I pray for you. Amen. This is Pastor Fred Digby coming to you with the Christmas story. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Christmas story is always new. It's always fresh. And one of the songs I love to sing during Christmas is Joy to the World. Do you love it too? Then listen to it. The Christmas story never grows old. It is always fresh every year. And when you look at it, when you look at the combination of things that happens, it is only God who could have put it together. That is why I invite you today as a student of the Bible, to join me as we look at the story of joy, how Christmas brings joy, hope to mankind and to humanity, and how you should celebrate it, and how it gives you the purpose to tell everybody that Jesus is born, he's the reason for the season, and how we must live for him. The story is in the Gospels. Actually, it starts from Genesis, but for today, we'll look at it from Luke chapter 2, or we'll be reading verse 1 to 7. I'll be unpacking it as we go. But Luke 2, 1 to 7, we'll read what the author says to us over there. So, and it came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her son, her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The Lord bless the reading and exposition of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. My dear friend, if we were to look at this passage, uh, we would need about three or four sermons just to even try to comprehend all the history, the geography, and the lessons that we learned from this account of Luke. But we'll just try to summarize it. I'll just try to whet your appetite. Just wanted to see the wonder of Christmas, the joy that Christmas brings so that you and I can believe in the God we serve and have a story to tell to the nations. What is it? 
this account can securely be located historically at a time when Augustus Caesar asked everybody to go to his hometown so that they will be counted. You see what power can do? Rome conquered the world and ruled the world. Caesar's decrees governed the world. So Caesar gave an order. Everybody must go to his hometown. Years before that, Joseph and his family had moved to Nazareth. But Nazareth was not his place of birth. Nazareth was not his hometown. His hometown was in Bethlehem. They probably went to Nazareth, a, big, a bigger city, for business, in the Galilee area, for business, where he settled. But the Lord said, go back home. Go and be counted. You see the power of law. So Joseph and Mary had to go to pay their taxes in their hometown. So the prophecy that was given long ago, you begin to see it being fulfilled. But let's just wait there. Let's not even go to those prophecies yet. Let's just see that Mary and Joseph had to pay their taxes. That is what brought them from Nazareth to Bethlehem. When they were coming there, the woman was pregnant. Ask yourself, how did they come? There were no cars. They could not have been donkey and walking and traveling. And they made that journey. How long did it take them? You and I can only guess. The Bible just summarizes a lot of things to show us the essential things that happen. Well, it had to happen because God wanted to enter into history in such a way that we would know and can never deny that he entered history. So the commandment was made, go back home. And Joseph had to comply for a son to be born in the city of Bethlehem. Christmas tells us God gave his best. For God so loved the world that he gave us his son. And that son was given at a specific time. He was given a humble servant of God, a humble child of, of God, given to the world. And the mysterious thing about all of these things is that he had the character that no other person ever had. He had characteristics that you can only think and guess. God's word had already said in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, what type of person he will be. Isaiah 9 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the child that God is giving to us to be born on Christmas was given five names. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the world had to take note of this child that was going to be born. It was a time of commotion, a time of law and order, a time of relocation, a time when people had to change the kind of thing they were doing in order to obey the law of Augustus Caesar. But it was also a time set when the law and the purposes of God must be fulfilled because that child had to be born in Bethlehem, Micah 5.2.
a small Judean village must be born. So there's a coincidence or conspiracy of forces to make that child come and be born where he ought to be born. But then Luke continues, when he was born, yes, there was no place for him to be born, but he was born anyway. And as you know, the story was born in a manger. But whilst he was being born, or whilst he was born, something else happened. There were shepherds in the field somewhere, watching their flock by night. And let's see what it says. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. So the camera takes us from a focus on this child whose parents, tired parents, had walked from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The camera now takes us to the field. And there were shepherds who were working, keeping busy, keeping their sheep. They work in the night. They feed their animals. In the night, they rest, maybe around a fire or something, just making sure that they are watching the animals so that no other intruder will come and take them. But then the glory of God came down on them. They saw some dazzling lights and they were wondering what it was. And they were afraid. And all they could hear, the angels, they could recognize them. These are angels stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. It's just like being in, in darkness or let's say you are in a room the light goes out and then suddenly the light comes back on and you see this brightness. That's how they felt that night. And what did they hear? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Because these were men who used to work on the field. They knew their environment. They had never seen anything like this before. And so when they saw the angel, when they felt the brightness, when they were blinded by the light, the next thing they heard was, of course, the voice that I showed them, fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Because obviously, they were scared. They were afraid. They didn't know what was going to happen. And then he says, this good news is for all people. All people. They stood at attention to hear what was going to be said. And then the angels spoke. Oh, I would have loved to be there. I would have loved to be there. Because verse 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. So the angels were specific. The place and the person. The angels told them in the city of David, meaning the city of Bethlehem. Every Jew knew it as the village of David, the city of David. So the angels were specific where he was born. But what type of person was born? Who is he? So that the angels will announce his presence. Who is he that has been born? So that the angels will travel all the way from heaven, come down and frighten 
these shepherds and even tell them to not be afraid. Well, that this is the Messiah that is promised in the Old Testament that he will be born. The one the prophet had told them over and over and over. And every Jew lived in anticipation of this Savior who was going to be born. Of course, if the Jews were looking forward to the Savior being born, if you wanted somebody to be born for whatever reason, whether to liberate them from the Roman people, who at this particular time may have been causing confusion in the whole of their country, the whole of Israel, people were moving up and down, traveling north, south, east, and west, everybody going to his hometown. And they'll be saying, what type of people are these? They won't even let us settle. They want us to be taxed, but they will not just collect the tax. You have to move from Bethlehem to, to Nazareth, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, to Judea, to all kinds of places. Well, they were so excited to hear that the Savior had been born. Because up to this time, every Jew understood that the Savior was going to deliver them. A political Savior, whatever it was going to be, they knew something must happen. In the midst of all this chaos, there must be law and order. The prophets have said it over and over and over again. And every faithful Jew looked forward to this day. Well, if this person who is born is so important, how are they supposed to know? The angel told them again, giving them specific instructions, what they must do. They must go. And where should they go? And what would they find? Then we see the remarkable description of the Savior. Verse 12, And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And top job. These were keepers of animals. These shepherds themselves. So they knew what it was like for animals to give birth. What they would prepare for them a small cradle, a small basket, or somewhere tidy, cozy, when an animal would be born. But they couldn't understand it. A savior born, born in a manger, born in a stable among animals. So they must have been moving from place to place. The mystery about the Bible is that the details are so sketchy. And God leaves us sometimes to guess, the Holy Spirit to help us to understand how God works. How would these shepherds leave the field outside and come to a city, city of Bethlehem, city of David, and be looking for a child? Well, God led them, and truly, truly, they found it. They found where it was, where he was born. Because the Bible says they found a child. He was born in a humble place, in a manger, among the cows and donkeys. And there he was born. There he lived. There his parents were. And there they found him. Can you imagine if he had been born in a palace as a king of kings and a lord of lords? They couldn't have gone there. But when he was born in a manger, in, in, in the backyard somewhere, they were able to go there and worship and fellowship and satisfy their curiosity. You see, he was even born and he was wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, an ordinary, normal child, not with those fanciful things that rich people clothe their children with. This one was born 
and clothed in a humble linen or towel, something just to keep him warm. Because the parents were poor. That's why they couldn't find any place. Every place was full. But if they really were rich and they could afford it, they surely would have found somewhere. And there he was in a manger. And there he was. The shepherds who had left their fields sweaty, probably with all the sweat of the animals and the excitement, they came to look at him. And sure enough, they found this child in a place that they could go. He's still the same. He's at a place where you can go and worship him and serve him, even though he's the greatest. He's able to come down to the level of any human being who is willing to follow the instructions and come and look for him. And there he was. And what an excitement do we find in verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Well, whilst the angels were with the shepherds and they were wondering, they were giving them direction where they should go, how they should go, suddenly there was a multitude of angels praising God and singing glory to God in the highest. Heaven stood still. The orchestra was playing and these angels were listening to music they had never heard before. That's why Christmas is just a period when you hear so many versions of songs that are sung joy to the world, silent night, holy night. Even now we have the Ghanaian remix, the African remix, everybody just trying to create the noise, the sound, the rhythm, the melodies for us to know something has happened. Yes, because God has entered history. History born. The angels heard that heavenly music and they knew suddenly something had happened. Something had happened. Somebody had been born. They must seek him. But you see, hearing this news in the field, hearing that the Savior is born, you will find him. When they were given the instructions, did they go? What were they supposed to do? And we find in verses 15 to 17 what they did and what we must do about Christmas. Verses 15 to 17. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Hallelujah. Well, the angels did all of that, did the announcement and left them. And they were speechless. They were confused. But they also decided, no, let us go and see this child. Let us go and verify whether it is true or not. And so they made that journey. And as I was asking earlier, they were not giving a map. It was not days of GPS. There could have been one or two or three or several places. So many children could have been born. How did they know that this is the child? Well, the God who gave them the order, the God who's, who produced the music that they heard, the angels who sang, said, go. The shepherds wanted to see the Christ. They had a desire to be with him. So they went, they went, they went. Today, I'm telling you, today, 
And every day, there are people who hear the message. But are you willing to follow the Lord? There are some who have stopped going to church because they say, we cannot, we cannot believe stories like this. I am telling you, if you only humble yourself and decide, let me check what truth is in the word that is being preached, what I'm being taught, how relevant is it to my time, the circumstances in which I am, my confusion, can I get answers, my sickness, can I get healing, the troubles in the world, can I find peace in this world? Just go out faith with a small word that you have heard and see what will happen. Well, he went and God led them to where they needed to be. They came and they saw Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Friends, let me tell you something. Jesus is still around. We see Christ through faith, prayer and the Bible. These days, some do all kinds of things when it is time to celebrate Christmas. Well, for the children, it's a time of merrymaking. New dresses, new shoes, they wear some hats. And you hear people who are so commercialized say, oh, it is difficult. We can't buy anything. It's about buying and selling and drinking. And so when they don't have it, then it becomes a very sad, dry Christmas. But Christmas is not about buying, singing, clapping, eating, getting drunk, traveling up and down. Oh, all of that could be legitimate. But really, it is about faith, prayer, and belief in a God, and checking out the story, and going to worship Him. So, the shepherds went, and they saw. They went out, went there, and checked the story, and found out it was true, that the prophecy that they may hear over and over and over and over, now it is live before them. And what an exciting time it was for them. They were praising God. They were overjoyed. They saw the Joseph. They saw the Mary. They saw the Jesus, the baby. They checked him out. But let me conclude with what they did. You see, verse 17. Verse 17 says, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. Hallelujah. Some say that these shepherds became the first evangelists. They went, they saw, and they ran everywhere with their energy, with joy. We have seen him. We've met the Lord. We've met the Christ. We've seen Joseph. We've seen Mary. What our parents had been waiting for, what the prophets had been saying, what our rabbis had been saying, we have seen him. We have seen him. We have seen him. Be joyful. There's hope for us. From people who were fearful, when the angels came to them, they decided to obey and check it out. When they checked out the message and saw that it was true, what did they do? They ran to tell others about it. Friends, what is the lesson? Christmas story is for sharing. The Christmas story is to make you an evangelist. That there's good news for the world. We've had enough bad news this year. We hear enough bad news in the world. We hear about the gallant seas. We hear about Ukraine, Russian war, haircut, you name them. Sickness, death, medical problems, school problems, all of them. But the Christmas story is repeated year after year, year after year, that there's joy in the world. 
Fear not, I am with you. The Christ has come. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the one who gives hope to all. Believe in him. Check him out. Live for him. Serve him. Tell others about him. Live. Live for him. And tell others about him. And that is what the shepherds did. And truly, it was the first Christmas. And I'm telling you, there was so excitement with these people who were thought to be nobodies, just going round, 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 saying, the child has been born. We have seen him. He's real. My dear listening friend, yes, this is Christmas. It's not just a one-day affair. The world has penned down 25th of December to celebrate Christmas. We are not told the exact date on which she was born. We are not told. Nobody knows. That's just a historical thing that we can go into over and over and over again. When was he born exactly? There are people who say they don't celebrate Christmas because it is not in the Bible. He's not dated. So we don't know. And so it's a pagan religion. It's a pagan celebration. I disagree with them. But as for Jesus, he entered history. At the time when the governor said, go and be counted and pay your tax. You can check that one out. He lived for 33 years and he died. He was buried. He rose again. But every year, the world celebrates Christmas. Every year, we mark his death, burial, and resurrection. The dates may not be exact. I agree. But the fact that he has put his stamp of authority on history means check him out. Believe in him. Live for him. Spread the story. And remember, he came the first time as a baby. But the great news we are told is that he is coming again. He said it himself. When I go, I'll come again. Are you ready? Let this Christmas be a time when you connect the birth of Jesus thousands of years ago and live in anticipation that he's coming again very soon. Are you ready? Fear not, he's with you. No matter what happens, keep hope alive. The Christmas story is that even if he delays, it will happen. And when it happens, the joy you will feel when you look for the Savior, you find him, will be enough to cause you to serve him all the days of your life. Because I can imagine, those shepherds never remained the same. Let Christmas cause you to be different, energized, to live for him. If you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, receive him now as your Savior. It's the good news of Christmas. But if you have received him, live for him and tell others about him. May joy be your strength as you live this Christmas and always in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Be blessed. Amen.
heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let you just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Bay. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Kaz Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you. And heaven and